Well, the budget's uh, very, very out of balance. And even as the economy comes back, uh, without changes in tax or entitlement policies, it won't get back into balance. And at some point, financial markets will look at that uh, and it, it will cause problems. So new taxes are going to be necessary. Oh, taxes are going to have to go up and entitlements are going to have to be moderated. See, I am Wonder Mike and I like to say hello. Or to the black, to the white, the red and the brown, the purple and yellow. But first, I got a bang, bang, the boogie to the boogie, say up, jump the boogie to the bang, bang, boogie, let's rock. Hello and welcome to NPR's Planet Money. I'm Sana Jaffe-Waltz. And I'm Alex Bloomberg. Today is Monday, January 25th, and that was Bill Gates, you heard at the top. Um, he was being interviewed on Good Morning America. On our show today, a story about a cable TV producer from New Jersey, a podcasting libertarian economist, an international pop superstar, and the two dead economists who brought them all together. <laughs> Can I billboard a show or what? <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> but first, our Planet Money indicator. Of course. And... This indicator we have today, I love this indicator, $290,000. That is a $290,000 speeding ticket, a ticket issued to one very rich and now very sad driver <laughs> in Switzerland. Yeah, this, so the, the story, this guy was speeding through a village at 100 kilometers an hour on his red Ferrari. But that is not why his ticket was enormous. It's because he's rich. He's a millionaire. And in the particular Swiss state he was driving through, that state bases the size of its speeding tickets on the driver's wealth. So because he happens to have a villa and five luxury cars and a ton of money, he now owes $290,000 to the government. We've been thinking a lot about taxes and how governments raise money to pay for things. Ever since David's trip uh, to Denmark, a welfare state where person after person told David they just loved being taxed, David said one of the things that stood out to him walking around was that it was really hard to tell who was poor in Denmark. Like in the U.S., you can sort of look at how someone's dressed or where they live and make a pretty good guess of whether they're rich or poor. And we got a lot of comments on those two podcasts, including one from Nando Rossi. I hope I'm saying your name right, who wrote this on our blog in the comments. He says, it's funny when you say that bit about how in America you can tell who's rich and who's poor, but not in Denmark, because when I moved here to the U.S. from Brazil five years ago, that was the exact comment I had. When you're used to seeing people live in cardboard or improvised brick houses, five-year-olds with torn clothes begging for money at stoplights, and then you come to Chicago and you see the projects, you actually have no idea that you're in the bad part of town. It's really great, as always, getting your emails, your thoughts, your comments. Please keep sending them to us at planetmoney at npr.org. And we, in turn, will continue to go to different countries around the world and talk about their economic systems and how they're different from ours. Okay, but today we are talking celebrity and dead economists. Right. So without further ado, this story begins not with the dead economist or with the celebrity. We get to both of them later. It starts with a TV producer in New Jersey, a guy named John Popola, who works for Spike TV. The cable channel for guys, a channel that specializes in, among other things, ultimate fighting championships and bikini specials. But John, he's interested in other things, uh, like macroeconomics. And he's really into this one podcast called Econ Talk, which is put out by a regular Planet Money guest, Russ Roberts. Yeah, we know Russ here. He's been on Planet Money several times. He's an economist at George Mason University. And as John Popola listened to Russ's show, he heard Russ talking a lot about the ideas of two rival economists, John Maynard Keynes and Friedrich von Hayek. Keynes basically invented the idea of a stimulus package. Hayek 
opposed it. Yeah, and John was listening to the podcast and getting more and more interested um, and watching, like the rest of us, as the economy fell apart. And it sort of killed him that here's the government spending all this money and the popular media isn't talking about the underlying economics of it, like Russ Roberts does on his podcast. And then John remembered, hey, wait a minute. I work in the media, too. And economics tells you you have to, like, pursue your comparative advantage. So I'm a video producer. That's what I do. So at first I was like, well, I'm going to start blogging. And I was doing that a lot on Facebook and I have a blog. But I was like, you know, I, I, you know I'm not a Ph.D. economist. I'm not some known entity in this world. But I can produce high-quality video. And I started reaching out to people. And the first thing I, th- I thought of uh, – was to just call Russ. So I cold called Russ in like April of 2009 and said, I'm this producer marketing person from Spike TV. Um, I'm really in- interested in economics and economic education and the business cycle and monetary policy. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually I got around to, I love your podcast. I'm a big fan. I really like to work together on some kind of video project to, you know, dive into economics using visuals and entertainment value and not just lectures and graphs and, you know, ISLM charts and whatever the, whatever else people attempt to use. So uh-huh. um, he called me back that day. And here's the funniest thing. You know, I work on these big events. You know, I get exposed to – I'm not a big celebrity guy. I don't really care about that. But I was so excited when Russ Roberts was going to call me back. <laughs> It's like we're cutting promos with like Halle Berry for the Guy's Choice Awards. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But it's like, I'm, but meanwhile, at that exact same time, I'm like, oh man, I'm working with Russ Roberts. <laughs> so, a TV producer and a libertarian economist sit down and start brainstorming. Sounds like the beginning of a joke. Uh, I picture them with a whiteboard, having some seriously geeky conversations about how to make a seriously geeky topic cool, which is always a recipe for it. Brilliant, beautiful, amazing <laughs> art. Um, and our first thing was a genuine just sort of criticism. It was actually a spoof of Staying Alive, where Keynes is is the John Travolta character at the start of the movie, walking down the street, singing, my ideas are staying alive. You know, you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a econ man. I love to talk kind of stuff. <laughs> or, and um, and we kind of realized, you know, me coming from the media world, it's like the music licensing issues are going to be a disaster. <laughs> And I th- and it w- so I mean it was that, and then it was also like we just you know took a step back and said, you know this isn't really the kind of the way we want to approach this. We want to have that fuller. We want to embody our ideals, and our ideals are not hacking it up. It was actually Russ said jokingly, "What if we did a rap song?" Nine months later, Alex, that joke has become a reality. And it's, it's actually pretty good. Let's just play a little here. John Maynard Keynes. Oh. F.A. Hayek. Yeah, we're opposed. We oppose each other philosophically. In the same studio. We've been going back and forth for a century. I want to steer markets. I want them set free. There's a boom and bust cycle and good reason to fear it. Play low interest rates. It's the animal spirits. John Maynard Keynes wrote the book on modern macro. So there's also, of course, a video that goes along with this song. You can see it on our blog, npr.org slash money. And what's happening here is that Keynes and Hayek are... The, the conceit is they're at an econ conference together. They've come back from the dead. They're at an econ conference together, of course, because that's the first thing you do if you came back from the dead. Uh, and they go out in the town drinking and arguing economics. 
Um, now, Hayek, he's definitely a free market guy, very suspicious of any type of government intervention. But Keynes, as you can hear in his rap, thinks the government needs to come in when things get bad. Depression, recession, now your question's in session. Have a seat and I'll school you in one simple lesson. Boom, 1929, the big crash. We didn't bounce back, economies in the trash. Persistent unemployment, the result of sticky wages. Waiting for recovery, that's outrageous. I had a real plan, any fool can understand. The advice, real simple, boost aggregate demand. C-I-G, all together gets to Y. Keep that total growing, watch the economy fly. We've been going back and forth for a century. C-I-G, all together gets to Y. They are not shying away from the technical stuff. Um, and just to be clear, this isn't, you know, we're not seeing Russ and John here in front of us. These are two performers performing the song that they wrote. But uh, Russ and John did write the raps, and um, they do get sort of into the weeds. They mention sticky wages, aggregate demand, capital structure. Um, but they also do a really good job, I think, of crystallizing certain points in economics. You know, rap imposes a, a, a precision on your speech. You know, you have to be very short and very precise. And my favorite example is, so Keynes has been rapping, uh, and then it's Hayek's turn to come on the scene, and he says to Keynes, you're all wrong. The place you should study isn't the bust. It's the boom that should make you feel leery. That's the thrust of my theory. The capital structure is key. Malinvestments wreck the economy. The boom gets started with an expansion of credit. The Fed sets rates low. Are you starting to get it? That new money is confused for real loanable funds. But it's just inflation that's driving the ones who invest in new projects like housing construction. The boom plants the seeds for its future destruction. Like any good hip-hop narrative, there's a lot of smack talk. In the long run, my friend, it's your theory that's dead. So sorry there, buddy, if that sounds like invective. Prepare to get schooled in my Austrian perspective. We've been going back and forth for a century. I want to steer markets. I want them set free. Now, Hannah, if there's anyone who's going to actually drool over Russ Roberts' economics music video, it's us. That, that's true. But, I mean, when you think about it, what do all of us really know about what makes a good pop song? And, and I have to say, John and Russ, I mean, we love Russ, but I, I'm not sure that he had ever heard hip-hop before writing this song. And uh, John actually told us he has Rapper's Delight on his ringtone. You know, let's be honest, that's not exactly the hottest track out there right now. <laughs> right. Seeing as I came out when I was 12 years old. But Russ, he does have some experience with composition. I once took a class in how to write for the musical from Charles Strauss, who wrote Annie. And I audited the class and wrote a song for it. So, kind of at the beginning of this podcast, we promised the people an international pop star. We have delivered on the two dead economists. We have t- delivered on the TV producer. And we've delivered on the libertarian economist. But we have not gotten okay. to the pop star. We're getting to it. I'm getting to it right now. Okay. So, so Russ Roberts, he, he comes into Planet Money. He was in New York. And he came to bring this video that he had made once it was done um, just to show it to us. And we're all hanging out in our cubes, and we're watching it on his laptop. And this woman walks by, just just looking famous. Like, she has these, like, crazy ripped-up pants and big boots, and her hair, blonde hair is enormous, and she has, like, Sharpie marker written all over her arms. Um, and it turns out it's Kesha, international pop superstar. She sings the song TikTok, which is the number one single. I'm talking pedicure on our toes, toes, trying on all our clothes, clothes, boys blowing up our phones, phones. 
So Kasia was in the bureau being interviewed by Scott Simon for Weekend Edition. And here we are, a bunch of economic storks with an economist raving about how great his economics rap <laughs> is. And the superstar is walking around in our midst, a world expert on pop songs. And it just felt like we should solicit her professional opinion. Right. So I went out in front and I saw some people sitting there. And I was like, who's with Keisha? And they told me it's Kesha. <laughs> and uh, I said, I'm sorry. And then I just told them the whole story. We have this economics rap that we wanted Kesha to look at. And it was just as embarrassing as you can imagine. Um, but Kesha was totally enthusiastic. Yeah, she just came right back. Although she was nervous. And Russ Roberts, you know, they sat down and he tried to reassure her in, in I have to say, a very academic way, in a way that only a genius PhD would think was reassuring by giving her a test. And somehow it worked out. So I'll name a couple people. You tell me if they're economists. Say economist, not economist. Okay. Will you help me? <laughs> Lyndon Baines Johnson. Not an economist. Okay. John Maynard Keynes. Totally an economist. See, that's all we need to know. So what? This and with that, Russ pressed play, and this glamorous pop star John and Keynes. sorry, Russ, never she economist huddled around a pretty messy NPR conference table and watched the action unfold on screen. And I Today, I was nervous for Russ. I thought that Kesha would kind of make fun of him, you know, but she sat quietly. She watched the entire thing, and it's not short. Um, and she seemed truly absorbed. And then the moment came, the moment of truth. The song ended. All eyes turned to Kesha, who was unequivocal. It's, like, legit. And it's really good raps. Thank you. It's really good rapping. It's the animal spirit. I remember it. <laughs> I'm impressed. Um, and that was it. Kesha's people herded her out of the office right after that. And the rest of us stood around, stunned, <laughs> including David Gustavam, who had walked out in the middle of this whole scene while Kesha was sitting in his chair with Russ Roberts and the rest of us huddled around them watching a video on a laptop. You'll hear Adam Davidson's voice on this tape, too. You look stunned. It's so freaking weird. I just, like, walked out of the cubicle and, like... <laughs> Isn't this the greatest? <laughs> it's so... <laughs> I was like, what is going on out here? What is going What is Russell Roberts doing sitting next to Keisha? And like famous people up close, they look so different. Like they just can't, I mean, it's like someone walked out of some other universe or something. <laughs> the way she's dressed. Russ, you're out of a universe I know very well. Great suit, purple tie. She's in her uniform. It's very nice. Oh, really? yeah. I have to say, Alex, the only person in that room right then who did not seem starstruck was Russ Roberts, which we asked him later, and he wasn't exactly sure who Kesha was. He said, <laughs> right. you know, maybe my kids know. And I said, your kids definitely know who she is. <laughs> right. He was sort of treating her like a student or right. something in the seminar. I was like a little... <laughs> right. So we felt like, okay, well, if Kesha, you know, got to critique Russ's video, then maybe Russ Roberts should do the reverse. So we went to YouTube and we played him Kesha's TikTok. Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Hey, what up, girl? my glasses, I'm out the door. I'm gonna hit this city. Let's Before go. I leave, brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Cause when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. I'm the video opens with Kesha waking up in a bathtub. She's in a suburban looking home with her family. Her mom's making pancakes. But Kesha, she's not staying. Kesha 
Kesha bursts out of the house and she gets onto a gold bike and then she gets into a convertible with some guy and then she goes to this late night party. But the party does not start until she gets there. And indeed, it seems like the party will never stop. Well, uh, you know, it's very Keynesian in spirit, right? <laughs> Party on the town with inadequate funds, uh, funding unspecified, sources unspecified. But, you know, the key is to have a good time. And Although it's Hayekian in the sense that she feels that she can autonomously decide how to spend time in, in her life. She doesn't need her parents or some other centralized authority telling her how to spend time. That's an excellent point, and there's an emergent order, the way the party kind of comes together without top-down uh, supervision. That's good. And it was all market exchange. She wasn't – she was getting funds for it. Okay, I think that's enough of that, don't you? I do. So you, you can actually go to our website to see a picture of this whole interaction in our office, Kesha and Russ. Um, our website is npr.org slash money. And you can also find a link to Alex's version of this story on All Things Considered. It aired today, and it will be posted on our blog, npr.org slash money. And I actually I went to the website when it got posted, and 30 seconds, Alex, after it aired, this comment came in right here from Jim Foster. He says, quote, As an econ major in college, I suddenly feel hip and cool. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> okay, so you can see the video of the song on our website. You can also see it on Russ and John's new website, econstories.tv. And I think that is it for us today. I'm Klana Jaffe Walt. And I'm Alex Bloomberg. Thanks for listening. You know, the dollar sign in Keisha's name, the S. Kesha, excuse me. The dollar sign in Kesha's name does alarm a little bit because I do think it's important that people understand that Kinox is not really about But I wouldn't give a sucker or a bum from the rock and not a dime till I made it again. Everybody go, oh, hell, more, hell, what you gonna do today? Cause I'm gonna get a fly girl, gonna get some spank and drive off in a death OJ. Everybody go, oh.